Welcome to the Creative Assist Podcast. I'm your host, Dexter, and I appreciate you for listening. This is a podcast where we speak with different creative entrepreneurs about their strategies, stories, and tips to apply and learn. You can find us on all social media platforms at Creative Assist, and that's at C-R-E-A-T-V-A-S-S-I-S-T, or you can find us at creativeassist.com. Hey everyone, before the show starts, I'd like to give a huge shout out and thanks to our partners at Art and Ambition Studios. If you're a creator, I highly recommend you check them out for resources, support, and to go ahead and check out more that they have to offer, check them out at artandambitionstudios.com. Once again, that is artandambitionstudios.com. Thank you guys, and let's get on with the show. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the show. I hope all is well with you today. As always, I encourage you guys to subscribe, share, leave some feedback as well. You guys already know, like I always say, it's greatly appreciated. Once again, welcome. Today's guest, we have Christina. How are you? Christina, how do you pronounce your last name? I forgot how to pronounce it. (laughs) It's Hawatma. Oh, that's how you, okay, that's that's what it is. Okay. (laughs) Today, we'll be talking about um, Scorpio, right? That's, and um, Scorpio. Yeah, and what you guys built with that, it's a photo community. Recently, you reached uh, Forbes. What, what was it? Uh, Forbes 30, 30, 30 for 30? Or, yeah, yeah, 30 under 30. 30, 30 under 30, right. Uh, over here, I said 30, 30, like it's ESPN or something like that. <laughs> 30 under 30, <laughs> yes. Favorite. But that's a great feat, no? That, that's a great accomplishment. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's a great accomplishment since we didn't expect it and we didn't have any connections and um uh, my business partner got it because I just hit the mark on it, but uh, it's, you should check it out and see the description about Scopio. We hope it brings tons of opportunities to business and already has started to get us a lot of awareness. Yeah, it's amazing. That's great. That's great news. Um, I definitely will check that out. Um, now, you guys built this photo community and it's it's awesome. I was checking it out the other night and, you know, I really like the fact that you guys like to embrace photographers and, you know, make photos easily accessible and this also helps businesses on the other end so we're going to talk about that in a little bit though let's get to know a little bit about you and and your background first so let the people know a little bit about yourself um sure so i've been building scopio for in total six seven years now Uh um it came up from a very quirky idea that i had of organizing protest photos on the arab spring and black lives matter and the venezuela protests which I can talk about, but I was like, these are the most powerful images I've ever seen. Why do they just disappear on social media? Mm. How can I organize them and make them more available for people and um, to see? And then I got really excited about the distribution and helping people actually use them, not just see those images. So that like little idea has turned into more than 200,000 images from over 13,000 photographers on Scopio, which stands for Scope It Out. And um, weirdly, like before that, I had, I had spent like three or four years studying like uh, citizen interactions with governments online. And I thought, you know, there's going to be so much uh, more uh, content that people put out about what they want. So the images really caught me. And I think it's because my mother is a great photographer. When we were kids, like we'd be sleeping and the video camera would be over our head. And uh, she always stressed the importance of documentation and these images as a testament to our lives. So I really uh, believe in the power of images to change perceptions and what they really mean for us, and not just as a great photo, but as uh, documentation. Yeah. Um, and uh, and technology. Uh, I've been yeah I've been building products for for eight nine years, and my business partner um, as well. So 
Uh, it's been really exciting. And to backtrack further, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, my parents are immigrants. They're doctors. And, um, and, and, and now I've been in New York for almost a decade. Oh, nice, nice, nice. How was that yeah. experience like, you know, living in uh, New York? Like, I know the photo scene is heavy out there. Are you, are you into photography yourself? Yeah, so um, I, we actually, our office is in Dumbo. So we walk outside and we see everybody oh, yeah. pictures under the Brooklyn <laughs> Bridge. It's like the most iconic photo spot. So we're mm-hmm. always one step away from the inspiration. Um, it's great to be obviously around creatives, but what we really believe is that creatives are everywhere. So it shouldn't matter where you are. Uh, there's talented people all over the world and there's definitely no competition and talent in terms of what people are doing in the most remote parts of the world. Yeah. So that's what we're bringing, uh, bringing to the table and offering people that like opportunity where they might've not had it before. Right. Yeah. And that's awesome. That's awesome. You said you were building yeah. products for, uh, for quite some time for, for nine years, you say. So this is like one of the many projects that you guys have worked on, right? So this is a, uh, so it was the first project I, I started was on the image, image data and collecting images from Twitter on the protest. Mm-hmm. And that uh, was called Protestify at the time. Protestify. Okay. I own this mark. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so then I had met my business partner when she was in design school at Parsons. And we started to work on this and developing it, which later came into, into being a Scopio. Um, and which is now, a, again, a photo marketplace where anyone can submit and sell their images. And then creatives can use them for all their arts and designs and storytelling. Right, right, right. It's Scopio. It's not Scorpio. It's Scopio. It's Scopio. No, that's pretty clever. I like that. We do um, with Scorpio on Google search, which is not great. So. Oh yeah, true, <laughs> true. Yeah, it stands for Scope it out, and uh, it's like a, a looking glass. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty clever. Let's go further now, though. <laughs> we all know, like, your aim now is to involve creators you know from all different types of places like you mentioned uh, you know help yeah. businesses connect you know with photographs which i think is and i want to hear your opinion on this i feel like photography yeah. is in a lot of ways undervalued a lot of ways and i feel like when it comes to the consumer actually buy the service i feel like it's just not it's something that feels like a luxury to them which is true you know i yeah. get that but i feel like it's something more than just that i feel like the perception of it is like, you know, I want to undercut photographers and expect them to do tons of work and all this different stuff, you know. But you, yourself, you sound like you know the, the actual power of an image. So talk a little bit about your opinion on that. Do you think it's undervalued still? Yeah, so they call Gen Z the generation of the side hustle. Everyone's <laughs> trying to make money on the side. Yeah. So um, so this I see this happening both on the buyer side, on the photographer side. I have tens of thousands of businesses that use us and I have tens of thousands of photographers. Now, the photographers, uh, a lot of the times they want to like see what they can get. Sometimes they'll submit a few images. Sometimes they'll submit hundreds of images. And it's, there's like an effort base there. Sometimes their image will end up on like a photo, uh, book cover at Barnes and Noble. Sometimes it will be on a TV spot. Sometimes it'll just be on a website or social media, but you're getting your images used. So there is like, they know that there's time that takes uh, before those images get used. But it's so exciting because you actually get to see the rapid use of your images. Mm. Now, on the buyer side, a lot of these businesses or freelancers, like someone like you that has a podcast, you really want to promote your podcast. Like, what's it, what's going to help you promote it? Like, great imagery that really that people can understand what you're working on, what you're doing, 
because you can't use like a cheesy photo when you have an edgy, new, exciting podcast. Like why would you shoot <laughs> yeah. yourself in the photo like that? Right. So that's where the importance comes, but they also want it to be affordable. So that's, you know, you don't have like hundreds of dollars to spend per photo and it's too risky. Like you need more photos. You don't need less at a higher price. So that's where we have like a really affordable option for uh, buyers. We have a plan that's 30 bucks a month. They can use images there. And then the photographers get uh, 20% of, of the downloads of the subscriptions or you can purchase individually. So I think affordability is important. Um, but then you also have to see all the new ways in which people are making money. Like you have photographers that are making uh, thousands of dollars through their bookings, through sales on these licenses that are being used in different ways. And right. so it's our job to not just like keep fighting this like low cutting fight, but also find more ways to leverage them. And, um, and some of them have hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram, but never sold a photo before. So, so we're introducing them into this world. Um, and yeah, and then there's opportunities, but I think growing, growing different ways and revenue streams as a photographer, um, as an artist, as somebody that just has a really cute kid that they want people to use their photos, <laughs> yeah. um, is, is a new possibility with Scopio. Yeah, it's awesome. That's really yeah. interesting, though, that even somebody with that magnitude of followers, like over 100,000, they haven't sold a photo. And, you know, I understand that's not everyone's intent. Sometimes you're, in hobby, you're yeah. a hobbyist, but your aesthetic just happens to look like it'll attract the masses. So that's what happens. And they don't have an expectation of selling a single photo. But still, it's like, wow, you, you never thought of monetizing this? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, because they're sitting either on Instagram or they're sitting on their phones. And like we have photos that sell that were like taken in 2015. Like sometimes a great photo is a great photo. And it's like, why do you want to leave it there? If you really want to help change like perceptions and stereotypes, if you do have something that can help, like why not uh, yeah. bring that out of your phone and then why not make some money on it? So, um, so we take more photos than all of history combined every year. Mm -hmm. So we just have like so many images that are just sitting there. Uh, well, they're not, and then our internet still looks the same as it right. did like 10, 20 years ago. So this is how um, the content can be used and uh, taken off of places. Yeah. So you, like, so you're all for just using the content that's at hand, right? Like don't let yeah. anything just kind of lay around and when it could be useful to you. So yeah, even a photo yeah. of a toothbrush, like can sell, yeah. like, yeah. because nobody has that. Right. Our first photos are like years ago, like from years ago. So, um, so I, images of people are obviously the most valuable because we uh, haven't had that human diverse access to human diversity uh, because the photo sites have been like they were made in an era of print magazines where there are only a few photo sites and a few buyers, so everything was staged. But now that the world has access to these images, like we want to see what people look like in all these different places. So that businesses around them and their area can use them and really represent their like local community. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And as you're talking, it kind of sounds like almost everybody, because you know, photography is a huge thing, right? Of course. And yeah, millions of people, you know, they love to take photographs, whether it's, you know, professionally or unprofessionally. And then you get in this space where, you know, you actually start to look for professional photos to use for your business or whatever. And then you realize yeah. like, wow, there isn't all that much. As a matter of fact, I was looking on, um, yeah. I was looking on Unsplash not too long ago, looking for just random stuff, like random tech, you know, just you think that there's day-to-day -day stuff on there, but a lot of these categories only have like 20 to 50 photos on there. 
And it's yeah. like, you know, the whole entire world, they're basically a photographer. Like, how come these, you know, websites don't have as much, you know, inventory? So it's, I don't know, it's an interesting perspective when you think about it. Like, so many people, you know, they yeah. know of it, but they don't know ways that they can actually use their photography. So, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and spread the message that they want to. Some, like, I feel like there's so many important topics that people care about today. And oftentimes we're just commenting and talking about it, but <laughs> we forget that the visual, like behind it, like, you know, if you see a photo with, uh, like I saw a photo the other day with the Corona mask and it was mm -hmm. like, stop racism on the mask. Um, mm -hmm. And I was like, this is awesome. Like this photo should be used by like magazines and websites and not just post it on Instagram for 60 likes. So, right. Um, right. so it's like just thinking about ways in which you could influence beyond just talking. Sometimes a photo, I, I mean, they, that's why they say a photo is worth a thousand words. Right. Yeah. 100%. I agree. I agree. I know that you guys like to represent, you know, diversity and, and storytelling. So like what's something that you guys see that, you know, like really moves you? Um, so, I mean, we started the company based off movements, so mm. it's always like in our DNA as a company and we always want to be there to support. We are building, um, we have like a 50,000 photo editorial collection that we'll be releasing soon that will be more current events driven and um, show like street photography and events that are happening. So that's, that'll be, be able to be used by everyone. I'm really excited about that and I think more people will be ready to contribute to that um, effort. Um, I, again, yeah, like when, like that Corona example, when I see it, I'm like, I wish they'd let's use these photos and get them to where people are actually reading and consuming content. So if you're like watching the news or if you're seeing an article on CNN, like that cover photo should be that photo. Like, so there's a, there's a, um, like a break in between. And we see ourselves as like the, the fishing net for these images. So it's a big responsibility to figure out how to let people know and, and get that content in the hands of where it has bigger uh, reach. Um, but I think a lot of things about, again, human diversity is like my most interesting one. Right. Uh, seeing people like where they are, what they're doing and doing more than just like the pretty girl on Instagram look like <laughs> I'm getting, like I'm getting a little sick of it. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you look great, but, why don't you take photos with your family that you love or you working really hard? Cause we know that you're on that hustle and that grind. Let's see photos of that. So I think there will be a shift at some point where that becomes more acceptable to be posting and that people like to enjoy like watching people, um, yeah. you know, cause you could be working for 11 hours a day as on your podcast, you spend one hour going to the golden gate bridge. You take that picture and people think that's your day. When yeah, in reality, right, right. we're like working all day. And um, yeah. that to me is more beautiful, like that you're working on your own endeavor than, um, than that great photo. Although the, the bridge is a really nice photo. Too, yeah, the, so. uh, a bridge is always nice. But, you know, like you said, we've seen hundreds yeah. and thousands of photos of that bridge. So why not document something yeah. that's you know, a little bit more personal, more closer to you? And, you know, um, yeah. you said a couple and of good that's things. beautiful too. Like, yeah. people, like that, I think people would will want to see that at, at some point when we like, stop being like nervous about posting that. 
No, yeah, it's, it's so crazy how that works. I like something like, you know, you have no problem posting a selfie, but then, you know, you have, a, you have a little bit yeah. of nervousness, you know, cause like at the end of the day, you know, I, I feel like people just don't want to let others in and I totally get it. You know, like there's yeah. a boundary that I feel like we're trying to keep, you know, we're trying to keep people away yeah. from, you know, our personal lives because like, it's really the last line of defense we got, you know, like everything else is, <laughs> is, is plastered online. So I feel like that's like the last line of defense that we truly have. Yeah. Um, but you know, like you said, do you think documenting is, is super important. That's something that I'm trying to get used to doing a lot more uh, so people can see the entire thing. And you said something important there too. Uh, man, I forgot what it was. What was it? I think, yeah. oh, it was about, you know, movements and stuff. And as a matter of fact, I was thinking about one that happened a few years ago, but over here in like Los Angeles, something was going on. I remember tons of incredible photos that were coming out of them. You know, it just like uh, yeah. people, people holding signs and, you know, people, you know, like, like kids, they're like dressing up a certain way yeah. i just forgot the movement but yeah. you know those photos they went viral on instagram and everything and i think that uh that little section of of history you know could have been documented and they could have been preserved you know what i mean uh so a lot of those things i feel like they go over our heads when it comes to that type of stuff though you know that you're actually creating history when you post these photos it's not just it's not just you know a, a quick trend they could actually leave an impact yeah and they become relevant later too yeah. So like even the women's march photos are still like the most colorful images. People love would love to use them in their even like for print on demand. Like having a sweatshirt with that image, like for me is like would I would I rather represent that with my sweatshirt or like Nike? You know. Yeah. yeah. So so I so there's a lot of uh, a lot of identity that gets tied to movements that people like to represent. So that's why the availability of images is great and. If Scopio is successful, will be that place that gets to archive our generation. So, uh, with the release of the editorial collection, you'll see and uh, available now. Anybody can submit their images. If you have an image that really is important to you, you'd love other people to see them. Like, you know, just say, sell it to us or send it to us or any other. There's a few other, there's other sites where you can get them out there, but uh, you shouldn't be like nervous about the quality of it. Sometimes the meaning of it is more important. Uh, mm -hmm. like we judge quality all the time, but when there's things like this, it's like means more, um, to have a great concept mm -hmm. than like the technical quality being perfect. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. And one of my favorite, favorite photographers actually said that in the recent months, uh, cause he was, he was out taking uh, film photos and he accidentally took something while on the train. It was totally by accident. Like the camera fired off and uh, he, he captured a moment between uh, a grandfather and his son, you know, super grainy, super blurry, you know, probably underexposed yeah. and everything. Cause he wasn't prepared for it. But he said, you know, like I, I was worried about the quality at first, but then I realized how beautiful of a moment this really was, you know? Aww. So he decided to, to frame it and, you know, so I, yeah, like you said, those, those moments, I don't think people should shy away just because the quality isn't there. That's not what images are about. So. But yeah, especially for um, like things that are documenting certain time periods or events mm -hmm. or um, and generational things. Like you think about it, the entire elderly generation is like not on, we don't take photos of them and put them online. Like you might <laughs> right. have the most colorful looking grandma ever. Like I'm sure people would think that photo is like amazing. Um, sure. So yeah, so I think we, we can make more of an effort to include different generations, um, even though, like we say, like Instagram was kind of made for ours um, or like TikTok or whatever. So uh, mm -hmm. there's like a lot of things that 
when we talk about diversity, diversity and age is always forgotten. And uh, that's something that people can pay attention to more, especially if you're looking at a, a place where you want to be inspired creatively. Like there's so much creativity, um, you know, in that elderly generation. So. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. Offline, I think you you mentioned something about designers or something like, in that fashion, right? Is that some? Is that like a team of people you have on board? Like, what's what's going on with that? Um, so we have actually like tens of thousands of businesses that are designers that are using Scopio okay. for their images. So they're creating things like Spotify albums, Amazon books. They're launching their own Etsy stores. They're building websites, social media pages, documentaries. Like we have a documentarian. He's like, I couldn't buy photos before for my documentary because it's too expensive. Like this has really changed uh, my game. Or And, you know, like another blogger recently, she changed all the photos on her blog. So now oh, they're wow. more personal. She, like, she's like, I didn't have any photos before. So it's like, again, that storytelling part. Um, and so it's, it's like connecting it or flattening it out. If I can find even more ways in which to connect the buyer directly with the photographer, like they don't know that much about each other right now because of the way that people buy photos. But um, the story of that person is, is probably why they've connected with that picture uh, to use it. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. where, uh, like that's where we, we manage it. So today, yeah. Right. Oh, that's really cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Well, we're using a uh, hundred times more photos than we did 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, if not more. So we all, we, we all need more photos, but, the way that the license structures are set up, um, that they limit you based off your use. So you, True. so you can maybe if you go to another site, you can use 10, 20 images and then you can only use them for certain ways. And like, we're not really built for understanding that we're not professionals uh, or most people are not. So with Scopio, like, it's just like use it for whatever. And then we explain what whatever means <laughs> and then they can uh, go and, uh, they can go and create. So, so that's like a big barrier that has prohibited people uh, before. And then you have free content, which you can get in trouble for if there's like someone in the photo that they didn't authorize or there's a building that can't be used, like the Eiffel Tower or the Empire State or the Burj Khalifa mm-hmm. in Dubai. Like those are all, um, those all need permissions in order to use them commercially. So you could be doing a documentary and not have that permission and then you have to take it down. So oh, yeah, that's yeah, the risk. Yeah. Yeah, that's the risk of free photos and where something like in the middle um, is what people like seem to be looking for. Right, right, right. Yeah. And that's cool that you yeah. guys are all for. Like most of them are old, the photos online. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's really cool that you guys are all for like the, you just all for the creation and the content. That's what it's about. You know, I, I think that uh, oftentimes when businesses start to get built around art, that whole like, the whole idea of creativity gets thrown out the window because now you have to police everything that comes to the door, you know? So it can be yeah. kind of hard to, to really start anything that's, that's like an art type business, you know, or that's a business for creators when there's so many different like rules and regulations and then the pricing structure and then like, you know, yeah. how, much, how much content do we want to give them? And, you know, how are we going to set the packaging? And there's all these different things that might yeah. even turn, somebody who's creative minded off because they just want to use as much yeah. content as they possibly can. So. Yeah. And that's the trick is because you have two artists, like you have photographers that also want, uh, they need more information. They want to be involved. And then you have the buyers that are there. So like there's, it's connecting both of those needs. Yeah. Um, 
of people, but there is a big overlap. I mean, you might be a photographer, but also, you know, an artist or uh, create a social media manager or um, a marketer and you need images. So um, there's a lot more fluidity there uh, and a, in a creative community um, that, you know, that we're trying to bridge the gap. So it doesn't feel like two separate yeah. people. It's just like, you know, everyone trying to help each other out. Right. That's awesome. And uh, that, that was actually the next question was, I was going to say that, uh, you know, did you guys have any issues finding like those, um, you know, when it came to like market research and stuff like that, did you guys have any, have any, um, you know, struggles trying to figure out exactly where you want to place yourselves, you know, because like you said, you don't want to turn creators off. You want to give them as much content as you can. Um, yeah. Was there any tough time building, building this whole thing? I mean, when we started again, because we came from the social angle, we were like, we want our photos to be used by everybody. Like if we're successful, every website and blog and social media page and business will be using our photos that are more diverse, that are more authentic, that are giving creators a chance from all over the world that never got one. And so that determined most of the decisions that we made, you know, making it accessible. Um, I was like, a, you know, I've been in the situation where you've been, where I have an idea and I can't make it happen. Like, I, mm -hmm. We want to be an, an enabler for people. And I think there's nothing better than more creativity in the world. Like, I can't think of a better idea than having people be more creative and more free and open. So, uh, so I think it has a lot of benefits that, um, that are about money that we think about when we're uh, building the product. Yeah. And then the second thing we always think about is the human perspective. So how do we story tell? How do we make people more visible? Like these people have been hidden. They've been blocked away. How do we show them to the world and tell their story and make them feel empowered to do that? And um, if they didn't have like the exact same training that a New York, you know, a New York photographer did and all the, you know, all the benefits that you get from being in a city like that. Yeah. Uh, how can we flatten that yeah. playing field? Right. So, so, but it's decision-making as a 24 hour process. Like you make decisions, you change them, you make them again, you know, like it's never ending when you're building a business. It's always in discussion. You're always talking to people. Like I chat all day long with my buyers and photographers and, and try to learn as much as you can from them um, and get to see the projects. So, so I think that's like in the entrepreneurial mindset, like a lot of people ask me, how long have you been building your business? And questions like this and I just want to say like it's a you have to like have a very broad perspective and realize that it's a long journey that you work on in order to you know to have the biggest impact that you can have mm -hmm. and what and it's, and that's how you have to frame uh, frame what you're doing so I think if for anybody else that's building something or creating something I, I would urge for them to think about that impact and then go backwards from there Right. Yeah. hundred percent. I agree with that. I like, I like the fact that you mentioned too, uh, it's a never ending process. Like it's a never ending decision making type of process. Cause it yeah. really is. And, and, uh, I was having this discussion with, um, well, not really with somebody It was actually on Twitter and, you know, people were commenting back and forth or whatever. And, um, you know, people are still underestimating how long it's going to take for them to, you know, achieve what they want to achieve and carve the yeah. life that they want to carve. And, you know, it's like, it, it yeah. sounds like it should be something that's obvious when you really think about it, a lot of us are still rushing processes. You have to be a student every single day. It doesn't actually stop. I don't think, I don't think people have realized that yet though. 
No, they don't. And it helps to like listen to read books or to listen to people like uh, like Gary Vee. I listen to him all the time. Uh, Vaynerchuk. And yeah, and he's like, limit your spending. Focus on uh, what you want to, the life you want to create for yourself. Find joy in that. And, um, and that's like really hard because we've been trained to do the complete opposite. So that's why we want instant gratification. And, um, and it just doesn't work like that when you're building something like the amount of effort and work that needs to be done by you in order to achieve it is like, you can't even understand it until you're going through it. Um, So, yeah. So I think that's helping and understanding leaders that teach that it's helpful for creatives to, to get that and to manage their lifestyle and their expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then find the, like find new ways to enjoy like things without having to um, like kind of be bought and sold all the time. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. I think that's something <laughs> we can all get a little better at, right? Yeah. It's so hard. It's like <laughs> literally the hardest thing. Um, yeah. So. yeah. You're being bought and sold to 24 seven. So it's like, yeah, it's kind of hard to navigate. <laughs> uh, definitely understand that one. Um, yeah. Well that, that like creative, like practice your creativity. If you can practice it like that, you can find new happiness and new joys through, the, through right, there right. because you're seeing what you're making. Like, right. You right. Know? Right. And you know, sometimes it's just healthy to do it without the thought process of how am I going to make money from this? Even if you, even if you are monetizing photography, like, you know, what's a different yeah. hobby you can tap into that you don't even have to think about ways you can serve an audience or a client base or, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it is healthier for the mind to just get outside of, you know, something that you enjoy to do, but you've made it a monetization in order to find other stuff that you like to do. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, all these things are, are definitely good things. And, and also as you were talking, I was checking out your guys as a 30 under 30, uh, feature here this has to feel good in in terms of like morale for everybody in the team right including yourself so how does it feel like talk a little bit about this because i never actually um spoke with anybody who's accomplished something like this so how how does it feel and what was the uh the media process like yeah i mean i remember like when i first started my idea somebody had told me like you know what like i know i'm gonna see you on forbes one day (laughs) and i was like yeah right uh, it's just like this quirky idea. And then when I got it, I like immediately remembered that. And I was like, oh my God, he was, he was right. Like he had right. seen that in me. And, um, and I think it's, uh, so that was like really amazing. And then I, we got all these, like uh, a flurry of messages from all these people that we didn't know. So my business partner is, um, she's from Lebanon and she got these messages from people that were like, I can't believe somebody from Lebanon made this list. And like, and it was like, wow, like you're suddenly become a role model for these people. Um, mm-hmm. And that, and then you get to tell your story and encourage people just, just by virtue of being, a, being there. Like right. you don't even necessarily have to say anything or do anything. You don't need to talk to them. They just like, that is like a comforting thing for people to see. Like, so I, so I think that impact is really awesome. And uh, that we really like were touched by, by that support that we got. And then the second thing is most people think like you can't really make it unless you like have all these connections and you have like, oh, they're like, oh, he's special, somehow special. Mm-hmm. But really, we like didn't have any uh, connections. We got nominated by a Forbes editor. We never, we never even met them. Uh, like Don Lemon from <laughs> CNN and a few other people like just mm-hmm. found us, like looked us up and, it, and, and, us, 
and like accepted us. And it's so funny because I messaged him on LinkedIn. And I was like, "Hey, Dom, thanks for accepting or thanks for picking us. Like, <laughs> we have time for a call." <laughs> I never answered. So, Don, if you hear this, like, I know that you didn't answer my LinkedIn. Yeah, right, <laughs> we know. <laughs> but, yeah, but um, yeah, there's so there's like guts that that you take opportunities as they come. So. I tell people like, you know, it's not, it's really about hard work and it's not about um, all these things that you think other people have. It's about what you have. Um, and yeah. And so that's what's so, so amazing about that opportunity. And, um, you know, and there's a lot of things that people are talking about today with female founders and technology and all the industry itself. So mm-hmm. hopefully like things will start to level out as people create things that people recognize as having value. Um, and you know, when we're happy, you know, being in the front of that or, um, helping in any way that we can, because again, it does take like a decade of time to get there. So yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome though. That's, that's great. You know, once yeah. again, congrats to you guys. Um, you know, it's awesome to see a photo community uh, in, in, under Forbes name. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty great. Yeah. And I think Good we news. got it because of the diversity too. Like they, they recognize that this this is like a very big problem. So yeah, they're betting true. on, you know, betting on us to, to lead the way. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's not even about us. It's about leveraging the photographers all over the world and them believing in them as much as they're believing in us. That is uh, absolutely true. Help right. Change. Right. Cause as much as you guys are at the, at the forefront of your company also, you know, the, the photographers are is it, to a degree as well, um, you know, with, yeah. with, with all the passion that they put into you, into you guys and believe in you guys. So it's a, it's, it's a win-win for yeah, everybody. Yeah, I believe in their art too and, mm-hmm. and getting that seen by others. Like now we just have images, but, you know, hopefully we can do illustrations and art and vectors and files and fonts. All of these things are um, completely, like, again, biased, but the whole world is online. So, um, so getting your images like licensed, distributed, uh, knowing about ownership, um, getting paid for it. These are like a lot of great ways to, to grow and um, start to establish yourself. So yeah, so I hope that we have like the next big artists on our platform and they grow with us and, um, you know, hope to get thousands and thousands more. So yeah, I, I would assume you, you guys are going strong right now too. What is it? Uh, how many users are you guys familiar with? How many users do you have? Yeah, so we have 13,000 photographers. Awesome. Um, they've submitted more than 200,000 images, and we get thousands of new images a day mm-hmm. um, from over 150 countries. And then on the business side, we have like about almost 12,000 businesses that use Scopio for searching and downloading photos. Um, so those that's are a lot, of, a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people. A lot of people. That's, that's great news. That's great news. I hope you guys keep this thing going. Um, that's actually all the questions that I have in mind. Is there anything that you wanted to mention really quick? Um, yeah, like, uh, thanks so much for having me on. And, um, mm-hmm. I'd love, what, what would be your, what would be like, if I could do something for you with Scopio that would like, that you think would be the most awesome thing that I could do? What do you think that would be? Oh, wow. That's a good, you know, it's funny because people, <laughs> some people ask this question too. It's like, well, well, how can I help you? I'm like, I have no idea. Um, but I just think that the best thing you guys could do is just share, uh, you know, share this with your, you know, with with your audience, with yeah. your fellow photographers and your peoples. I um, mean, you know, and just, and just let them know because, you know, this is a podcast about bridging the gap between arts and business and, you know, trying to make more sense of it as we go and, you know, just document 
you know, our growth. Just let people know, listen, uh, share. That'd be awesome. Yeah, maybe soon we can get a photographer on that you can talk with. That'd be great. <laughs> I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all Perfect. for it. But thank you. This was awesome. Um, awesome, awesome. I, I appreciate you yeah. for coming on here. Best to you guys. You guys are doing great things. I like concept, the ideas, importance of storytelling. I think you guys have a great grasp on this. So um, thank you for coming on. Uh, how can we support you? Yeah, follow us on Instagram at Scopio Images and check us out at Scopio, S-C-O-P-I-O. I would love to talk to you and hear from you. Awesome. And if you have those old, amazing photos sitting, don't leave them sitting around. No, I definitely won't. <laughs> yeah, I definitely <laughs> won't, that's for sure. But yeah, awesome. I will also leave a link down in the description, the show notes, as always. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, Dexter. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Take care. Hey everyone, that'll wrap up this week's episode. I hope you found this one valuable. Once again, I appreciate you for listening and I encourage you to subscribe and share and leave some feedback as well. That'd be greatly appreciated. Also, you can find us on all social media platforms at Creative Assist and that's at C-R-E-A-T-V-A-S-S-I-S-T and creativeassist.com as well. So, I hope to talk to you next time on the next episode of the Creative Assist Podcast. Until then, take care.